Welcome back to the Irish Tennis Updates podcast. The US college tennis season is coming to a close over the next couple of days. In the last two to three weeks, the national championships have been taking place across the divisions. Uh, the, the, the teams, the singles, the doubles have all been going on. Uh, so we're going to take you through the, the Irish that have been in action in those. Also, we're going to go through what's called the all-conference teams, which is basically a, a selection of the, the top performing players in each conference. And through, through this episode, Mark will explain what, what exactly that means, what, 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 what it takes to, to, to be on those all-conference teams. And there are uh, a, a, a good number of Irish players who have made those. A big well done to all the players in action over the last few weeks in the national championships, also over the whole entire season. This is our final college tennis update episode. Hope you have enjoyed keeping up to date. Well done to the, again to all the players, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Here we go. Here is Mark Finnegan. And I should also mention that there are some visuals that go with this episode. So if you can, try and watch it on YouTube, and that way you can see some of the, the images and the draws that Mark is referring to. Otherwise, you can, it'll still work just fine on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anything like that as well. All right, enjoy. All right, Mark. So uh, a big welcome back. And it's been a couple of weeks since we were, were talking, kind of looking ahead to the national championships and the very end of the college season. So how are things with you? And I guess how's the, the season been going since then? Yeah, we're, we're all almost done here. So team championships are all done except for um, Division three and they're still going. Um, and now the, the singles um, and doubles individual championships in Division one are still going on at the moment. Um, obviously, if you were following Georgia Drummy, um, her run came to an end last night. Um, and so she has uh, been eliminated from the singles draw in the round of 16, which is still an amazing an amazing achievement but um so yeah so the finals will be up here on 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 a friday i think it is or saturday um, and that'll be it for the college 2021 um season i know it's, it's yeah it, it goes quick it's long but it, it goes quickly um so yeah obviously we'll come on and talk about the different players who were, were playing as you mentioned george obviously who are playing in the different championships um so there's one question i had was all-American, this term. Um, so am I correct in saying that that means last 16 in singles or quarters and doubles? So, yeah, there's, there's, there's a couple of ways you could be, uh, can, uh, be, be named All-American. Um, and, yes, one of those is if you meet, meet them, uh, make the round of Sweet 16, uh, the last 16 players in singles and the quarterfinals of doubles. Um, so I've, had, I've actually had a couple of players who have been ranked, you know, inside the top 10 in, in, in college the whole year, maybe lose second round of the NCAA tournament. They're, they go to 11 in the rankings and they don't get named All-Americans, which is really tough on sometimes on them. But the second way you can get named is if you finish um, a certain position in nationally ranked in the country too as well. That's the second way you can be named an All-American. And I believe it's, I think it's, it changes a little bit sometimes year to year, but I think typically you're looking at like if you're ranked top 16 in the in, in the nation, or maybe even top 20, I think it is, or you're um, top 10 in doubles. So okay. those are the kind of the two ways. And you know, if you're in the business world and and you know you're you're looking to hire an employee and stuff like that, it's you know it's a really really valuable thing to have is to say that you're an all-American because they the Americans understand that this is something incredibly difficult to accomplish. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. 
So now I believe today, as well as talking about the the different championships for Division One, uh, Division Two, NAIA, the, the different levels, uh, we're also going to be touching on the all conference teams and and which of the Irish players have made those teams. And I guess you can explain a bit about what that means as well, and then and then look at the various players who have have made that. So. Did you want to bring up some some slides and look at those pictures? Or um, yeah, yeah, and, and I probably explain to people too as well. And just so you know, as conferences um, would be the equivalent of like your 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 Premiership or your Championship or whatever, right? Tables. So the, the eight, it is, I think there's like 32 conferences in tennis in in, in the nation, um, and each of those conferences get one, um, an automatic bid into the NCA tournament if you win the conference championship. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then also as well as what they have is a conference end of year tournament that grants that person the, the access to the NCAA tournament. But also as well as if you're maybe the best singles or doubles player in your conference, then you will get access then if you're ranked in, inside a certain number to be able to play in the national championship. And then also what the conferences do, which you're saying is at the end of the year, they have awards for the player of the year, the coach of the year um, and so forth. And and then they have what's called all conference first, second, and sometimes third teams. Okay. And sometimes they do in singles and doubles. Every conference is, is different of how they, uh, they hand out their awards. And, you know, obviously some awards in some conferences are more difficult to get because they will be a stronger conference. Um, but, you know, typically you're, you're somewhere in the range of, say, 10 to 12 schools in each conference. And so you're looking at probably about maybe, you know, 100 players on 110 players in the male or the female side. Um, and then, you know, maybe the top 10% of players maybe are getting named all conference. So, so obviously you've been one of the best players. You've had the, one of the best results in that year in that conference, if you were named. Yeah. And then I saw that there are quite a few Irish players who have, who have made those teams, which is great to see. So, yeah. Absolutely. Let's, let's, let's take a look. Let's have a look. Yeah. Okay. So we talked a little bit about the twins, uh, Lola and Saul all year. And again, what a, what a great, great year they've had in, in doubles. Um, so to be able to actually be all conference, they actually played the three and, and two line. Um, usually, typically, your all conference uh, first team doubles teams would be the teams that have played at the number one position and have won a lot. But obviously, they've done something really well there to, to, to warrant being selected uh, on the first team of, of doubles all conference. And then I know uh, Lola, then what's called, we didn't talk about is uh, what's called an honorable mention. So again, not every conference does this, but some conferences, if you don't make the first or, or team or the second team and you don't have a third team, they, they sometimes, you know, will use it as called honorable mention. So Lola played five in the lineup this year. She had a fantastic year. She exceeded expectations on her team and um, had a fantastic record. And so she would have obviously earned that reward for that So. Um, and then we have Zara Ryan played the number two spot um, and obviously was named to the singles all, all, com- all Mountain West conference team. Mountain West, a very strong conference, uh, probably one of the strongest conferences outside of the par- that what they call the Power Five conferences, which is the five major conferences in the country. So that's a really good achievement for her to be able to have made that um, all conference selection. Right, I yeah. think she was second. I think she was second team all conference. Um, and then I think Shauna Hefferdin in doubles um, played the number one spot and had a fantastic doubles year, had a great record, really exceeded expectations with her doubles partner. They were named first team all conference again in the same conference then as Zara Ryan again, a really tough conference. So. And then we talked about Georgia Drummy. Georgia Drummy was named second team all conference in the ACC. So now you can kind of kind of get the idea here is, 
you know, the ACC would be one of, I think, if the strongest conference in the country for the women's. And um, she was only named second team all conference, and yet she's going to be all American, right? So um, you can just think about how many quality players there must have been for them for to be ahead of her in the conference on the first team. So, so certainly well done, and that's an, an amazing achievement to be all conference in in the ACC. Um, Anna Botel again, another second team all conference player for Rice. They play in Conference USA, which is which is a decently strong conference. Wouldn't be as probably similar to the Mountain West Conference, but not as maybe as, as tough as the ACC. And um, Anna played at that four and five spot and had a very good record this year. So, so that's why she got named second team all conference. And um, poor picture, poor quality here a little bit. But Kira Tool, uh, I think we talked a lot about her her this year about how she was winning a lot. They played a reduced schedule. But um, her new university, Sacred Heart, smaller um, conference called the, the Northeastern Conference. It's in a lot of the Northeastern schools there near New York. Um, a lot of private, very nice universities in that conference. She was named second team all conference. So that was a great achievement for her um, after transferring from another university. So, so well done to her. Um, and then we had Ali O.D. Um, Ali was, was able to to be named all-conference in doubles. Um, she played at the number one doubles position. I think we talked a lot about her success and she was a player of the week during the, during this, uh, during the year. Um, and I know that she's, she's, she's done a great job in the, on the, in the doubles position there for them. And, and Adam, that's another thing is, is funny as, you know, I think you're seeing something very, very common here. It's doubles is we've done extremely well in, right? Um, and, you know, I think this then goes back to, again to something I've talked a lot to the coaches about how um, how the league system in, in Ireland actually really helps us prepare us nicely for for doubles in America, because very few um, tournaments these days actually prioritize the doubles over the singles. But as we know from playing league here that we, you know, leagues and sometimes being winter league, that's all you do is the doubles. Right. So. Um, so really, this is it's something that we, we all need to, to keep doing is try to find the league club, play league, you know, continue to do your league because it can come back to help you so much when you when you get to compete in college tennis. And it's similar um, even if you look at, at kind of a pro level, you do see doubles a lot like probably more success in doubles than singles for a lot of the Irish players as well. So. Yeah. And I, and I think it's also to do a little bit to do with our surface. So our surface is obviously a faster, quicker surface with first strike tennis. So I think those obviously skills that you develop um, are probably more um, conducive to, to, to doubles play than, than singles play. So, um, yeah. you know, again, look, the, I, I think we would prefer to be having more <laughs> singles players being successful, but obviously, you know, doubles is a huge part of college tennis and it's something very valuable because, you know, some of the countries like the, in the warmer climates, like the South American countries or, or the Spanish country, sometimes their double skills and um, you have to really, as a coach in, in college, you have to really work hard on them to actually develop any sort of skills for them because they've just done nothing with doubles. So, um, so I think it's something that we need to continue to develop in our players. And, um, you know, as I said, you know, former player, a couple, bunch of my former players that have played for me have gone on to have really successful doubles, doubles careers. Um, and the and and the opportunities in the doubles world to be actually be a professional tennis player, and 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 get to the top top level is certainly is attainable and probably a little bit more attainable than maybe the competitiveness of getting there as a, as a singles player. Yeah. So um, yes, yeah, so do we, we start with the guys now? Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Thomas Brennan had a great year. Butler, 
um, and uh, got to spend a little bit of time with Thomas since he's been back. And, um, you know, Thomas has, uh, uh, was, was actually hoping to be player of the year in his conference. He was one match away from and one game or away from being the player of the year in the conference, which would have been an incredible achievement for him. Because um, that's a really great conference. It's a call. It's a traditionally one of the strongest conferences is in the whole of America. It's called the Big East, and it's a big basketball conference. Um, and it's you know, and tennis it's strong, but it's not as strong as it used to be. Um, but still, first team all conference for him. That's the first time he's ever achieved that. Um, and so I know he's got his eyes set on hopefully maybe being the player of the year next year in his conference. Um, and then great job from Ushin uh, Shafri. Um, Ashin just seems to keep like exceeding expectations. I was chatting with his coach a couple of weeks ago and I, a lot of coaches I ended up talking about in that region, they always bring up his name of, of how much he's improved and how much uh, of a good guy he is. And so well done Ashin and, and uh, being named first team of conference. And, and uh, yeah, he was playing in the one and two spots all year. And, and I know he was going on ups and downs where he's winning a couple in a row, losing a couple in a row, but hopefully that'll prepare him for next year to be able to play top of the line and maybe become a ranked singles player if he gets the opportunity. Yeah. Um, I know that's something that Thomas talked about. His goal is now to be a top 125 ITA ranked player in college. Yeah. Yeah. And that would then set him up, hopefully, maybe to make an NCAA championships. Yeah, so yeah. That's, that's, I think, the, that, that's the goal maybe for these two guys and maybe next year. Yeah, good stuff. Um, so yeah, and then we've got um, the, the Annie McCulloch from um, the, the SAC Conference of Division Two University. And um, if you actually see down there, I just saw her GPA. That's an, it's insane. Three point nine eight three GPA. So GPA scales done on zero to four. That pretty much means that Annie never, only probably got one maybe B or an A minus in her whole time in college. <laughs> so Annie's obviously very very smart. Um, but um, she was named uh, Scholar-Athlete of the Year. So this is the person who's the best athlete and the best academic person. And, you know, that's a really, really big honor to get. I mean, so she's probably, in her conference, was definitely probably the best overall student athlete um, and was awarded that with that honor. So well done to her. I know she's finishing her degree. She did a master's over there too as well. So uh, incredible career for her. And then, um, and then we got C Caitlin and Annie. Um, all you can see beside their name there, it's like they've got grad transfer. So they're they're grad they're they're in their doing their graduate degrees, right? Not an undergraduate. That means they avail of that fifth year, and that's what's made college recruitment and, and college tennis in general its level go up, because people like the girls are still in university, and that's happening all over. So, um, yeah, they were named uh, first team in doubles all conference. Um, uh, and Caitlin um, was named, I think, third team in singles and um, first team for Annie in singles. So they, they did a good job of cleaning up in their conference. Yeah. Um, so then we've got um, uh, Emer Marr, um, local girl from NACE, which is great. She transferred universities and, um, and was able to be named uh, second team all conference in singles. So well done to Emer too as well. Um, great achievement there with, with transferring to a new university and that's Barton College uh, Division II University. So yeah, so that's that's pretty much uh, on the all-conference side there. Great stuff. You know, it's great to see so many, so many players, you know, Division One and Division Two, both are all making, um, and obviously a mix of, of males and females as well. So no, a, a great mix and, and great achievements for all of them. 
Yeah, and and you know, I'm, I hope I didn't miss anyone. I went back and tried to do my the best job I could to make sure I saw if uh, I got everybody. So, but but if I did, um, I really apologize. And um, yeah, okay. So you know, let's chat about national championships here. So on on here on your left was Emily Connolly, who actually was the person who went the furthest in the national championships out of anybody in Ireland. So. She was in the NAIA with Indiana Wesleyan, who are ranked four. And she was in and out of the lineup at six and singles and played three doubles. They made the semifinals of the NAI National Championships. Um, I'm going to try to bring up the draw here really quickly, okay? So Emily Connolly here in the NAI National Championships. This was held down in Mobile. Um, here you can see Emily Connolly's team. She played in and out of the lineup at six um, all year. Played, ended up playing three doubles during the National Championship for the team. And you can see there, they were seated fourth. So they made it all the way to the semifinals here against this team called Georgia Gwinnett. Georgia Gwinnett on the men and female side in NAI are, are, are an absolute powerhouse. Um, but that's the furthest that Indiana Wesleyan's uh, women's tennis team, I think, and men's tennis team have ever gone in a national championship. So amazing job. Like you get a nice trophy, you get a lot of recognition for making a semifinals of a national championship. So so, so well done there. And um, that was an amazing effort from her. And what a great experience to have uh, now being able to say that you made the semifinals of a national championship. Absolutely. Um, yeah, that's brilliant. All right. And so here's the women's draw here now. And we can see um, Georgia Drummies Duke um, had a fantastic win against the hosts of the national championship, UCF 4-3, which was, which was a fantastic. And I'm sure there was a lot of fans at that one. Um, and then, obviously, that's a huge rivalry between North Carolina and Duke. I mean, in every sport, in that universities, those two universities are separated by 30 minutes um, from each other. Okay, and okay. They, their basketball programs have a historically and crazy, like, rivalry. And I know that rivalry goes over to every sport. So, um, yeah. really tough quarterfinals. They were the number one team in the country. I think Duke were right there. They, were, they almost had a chance to get, get through in that, even that match. And um, so, but still amazing run to the quarterfinals of, of that NCA championships. Um, yeah. And I was going to say, even on that one, it, it, it was four one, but I, a lot of those matches were three sets and kind of could have gone the other way as well. So it was probably tighter than four one makes it look. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and then we had another, we, we had Bjorn Thompson here who made quarterfinals of um, with Texas A&M and uh, as you know, Texas A&M actually lost to the eventual champions, Florida, uh, in the quarterfinals too as well. So, um, and Bjorn was playing that number one spot in doubles, which, um, so well done to Bjorn. That's brilliant. And then we also had um, another Irish guy who's going to be going to Tennessee next year, Connor Gannon. Their team made it all the way to the semifinals and had an incredible year this year. So, you know, he's joining a, a, a now a perennial powerhouse um, in, in, in college tennis in Tennessee. So, um, so that's good. And Great. then, yep. And then moving on to the, it's maybe a little bit tricky to see here because the names are small. Yeah. Um, but right down here, we have, um, we have, uh, we have uh, Bjorn yes, Thompson and his partner. Yeah. They lost first round um, in the, in the tournament. I know that team that they lost to won another round again. So they're in the quarterfinals at the moment. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. And they're actually playing uh, quarterfinals against, uh, a guy who, who, who these two guys I would have been familiar, I would have been recruiting at when I was at Auburn my last year, um, Tad and Finn Murgat, they're two English guys. 
So they're for Auburn. So that's cool to see that. And then we've got we've got the women's national championship here, and we have Georgia um, here, which again we said at the start made the round of sixteen. She won two matches here. She won her first one, six one in the third, four in the third, and then lost last night in the round of sixteen. So. Um, and look, to give you an idea, is only ever one time in my 11 years, one player that I ever have make it past the round of 16 to the quarterfinals. It's, it's yeah. you know, this is, you're, when you start to get to this quarterfinals round of 16 stage, you know, it's a top, it's a, probably a top 300 WTA level in the world. So um, maybe the girls don't have that rankings, but because they're not playing on a, yeah. on, on a weekly basis, but this level is, is, is extremely, extremely high when it gets to that stage. And um, so, yeah, so that's a little bit on the, the national championships there. That's brilliant. And I think it's almost worth mentioning because I could see on that draw sheet, the Tennis One app, which is, which I think is a, is a great thing that obviously not many people probably are going to know about, but it, it has all the, the courts for the national championships are, are free and, and live streamed on that app, which is like I was able to tune in for a couple of the matches during the week, um, which is a, a brilliant thing to have. And just, yeah, it's great that it's free, obviously, as well. Yeah, it's 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 incredible that it's free, and um, you know I think the tennis channel covered from the quarterfinals onwards the matches. Um, I think two matches every day, um, in the evening times. So I actually got a chance to watch that, um, and the coverage has has gotten better and better with college tennis because you know it's tricky. How do you cover six singles matches and three doubles matches? Where but it actually it makes it really exciting because you're constantly moving the the yeah. camera. To, to see the most important pivotal moments of each match yeah. um, and the momentum swings. So look, that anybody who hasn't didn't download that Tennis One app, um, I certainly knew I sent it all to everybody who I'm, I'm, I'm involved with. Like, you know, this is the sort of stuff you need to be doing to educate yourself on, on what the level is and, 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 the, and the overall environment feels like. It's, you know, I think you did a, uh, Fergus O'Rourke and, and Georgia did a great interview the other day and you had it up on your, on your website which is great and you know she made some comments there uh, like talking about the environment talking about you know you're playing for your team and, and how different that is and so um, absolutely like you know you have to prepare for these moments because these moments there there's a lot of pressure yeah <laughs> so, oh yeah and then the other thing she did say was it was, was always about kind of the streaming and how she was able to, to watch all her matches and get the stats and uh, track the matches as well which is a, a, a nice thing to have for her yeah and what you'll notice when we're actually doing that streaming uh, on the on the tennis one app the play site actually even brings up all those stats while you're watching it too as well and um, you know i think uh, there's one play site machine here in the country um uh, at riverview and yeah. one court and um, you know the, the the world of streaming and the world of statistics um there's, a, there's actually a, a good guy I know called Mike James, who's a phenomenal guy and known him for a very long time. And he's done a great job of statistics on tour and, and driving that side of the market. But Irish tennis is way far behind on that. Like we need to get better at, at streaming our matches. And I know there's some uh, GDPR stuff, and, and but yeah, you got to get beyond those GDPR and, and find a way to, to start getting more video footage during these matches. Because that's, you know, I think Mike James has some statistic out there says that uh, 50, 60 percent, or, or something, some number that's way more than 50 percent. Anyway, I think 60 percent, or maybe more, is our visual learners. And uh, so you might be, you, as a coach, telling your player feedback on on how they did in the tournament, but they're they're visual learners. So 
they unless yeah. they see what they're doing um, and that's something you know I've done a lot um, I'm used to doing it from being in America is I stick up a camera constantly all the time and then I'll just you know download it send it to the player and then uh, they'll, I'll ask them hopefully to give me some communication back on, on what they think they can do a little bit better you know so good yeah yeah oh, it's, it's definitely a really good tool and yeah no Mark obviously uh, a big thanks for for coming on today and also over the last while I know it has been um, you know, you put a lot of time into these and I, I appreciate all the, the time and kind of it's great to keep people updated on on the college tennis progress. So a big thanks on on that. And, and, and any any final words before we finish up today? Well, yeah, there's one thing, you know, I think um, we obviously haven't heard the announcement yet for the Billie Jean Cup um, yes. team, but the Davis Cup team, um, it's an amazing job. And, and uh, David O'Hare, it's great to see him wanting to represent his country. He's always yeah. been a great team guy. You know, he played for me in Memphis, made so many ma sacrifices at Memphis to make the team better. And it's great to see him um, wanting and, and being in the role back in Davis Cup. And, and then obviously Julian Bradley, who's, who's one of the, if not the biggest overachievers in, in Irish tennis, he's gotten selected again. And, you know, he played for me at North Florida. And then Oscar is, is doing a great job. And um, he's just like working his tail off. And I know he's in Soto a lot. And, and played for Wisconsin. So, you know, you can just see this college tennis does play an absolute vital role in, in preparing our Davis Cup players, but also having, you know, having a, a, the most competitive amount of players playing tennis in this country. And, and, um, and so, yeah, wishing them all the best of luck. And, um, and I know they've got two um, new captains. Connor obviously can't travel. Um, but Keen and Carlos, I think, will do an absolutely phenomenal job. And, and and lead that team uh, together, and and hopefully, um, get that opportunity to get into that group too, where we we really feel like we they should be, you know. Yeah. Um, and then I, I know I don't know who will be announced on the girls team, but you know I, I think a lot of those uh, college girls are going to be in the running for some spots. Yeah. Um, so so we're very grateful and thankful. I I think we should be for college tennis because, you know, it gives the Irish tennis player a platform to continue to. To, to develop as a player and then you know there's nothing to say after one or two or three years in in college in America that you can't stop playing college tennis and go professional but um you know the challenge right now at the moment even more now yeah the college tennis systems that has gone up in a level but the futures um and the the, the 25 women's tournaments case tournaments they're like I've never seen the level so high in my entire life. So you could be playing a quality future and it would feel like a quarterfinals of, of a main draw future or a semifinal. So, um, you know, all those players out there grinding on those future circuit, just, you know, keep going, keep fighting and, and keep the faith because, um, you know, I admire you for basically getting out there and doing it, you know? Yes, so. for sure. For sure. And obviously, as you said, it is great for, for Davis cup team to have three out of four college players and, and possibly something similar when we do get to hear the Billie Jean King Cup team as well, um, which is just great to see. As you say, it is a great thing for Irish tennis, all the, the college tennis that's played and how, how much it does for players. So, you know, it's brilliant to see that. Yeah, absolutely. Look, and, and you know, I had a small part to play in, in, in Julian and, and David O'Hare's development, but, you know, that's what's so cool about college tennis is I've loved following their journeys because I do feel a part of their journeys. Um, and so, like, I think that's what's great about team tennis. It goes beyond just the individual success. It, it, you know, the whole club, the whole, everybody can just kind of join in and enjoy the journey of, of those individual players when they're, when they're playing the team competitions. And this is a big reason why we're doing what we're doing, Adam, is, you know, I want to get the word out to all of these clubs 
in, 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 in Ireland and, and when they have a player in college, you know, we want that club to be a great support system for that player and, and, and to feel pride in that player and, 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 and to help that player. So, and, and, you know, I think it takes a community to, to, to build a professional tennis player. So, you know, hopefully if you've got a good tennis community that they, they have your back and, and, and they're there to support you in any way they can. So. Yeah, absolutely. It, it is. Yeah. That, that's a big thing. Getting kind of clubs to, to get invested almost in the, in, in the stories of the players is a, is a, is a great thing. Yeah. And we look I mean, remember Nyland and Wimbledon and, and uh, I mean, golly, I don't know how many Irish were over there, but I mean, how, you know, how many great memories just because Connor had done such an amazing job that he was able to provide for other people to enjoy coming to watch that moment for him. And, and, and he shared it with all those people. So it's, it's a win-win for everybody. And, and, and that's what we want to do is want to build tennis communities. So, um, and, uh, you know, the league tennis is just a great start for me. I, I just love the league tennis. And I keep saying to everybody is everybody needs to be playing some sort of league tennis. Yeah, no, Mark, a big thanks, obviously, as I said, for, for, for the last few months for today. And I, I think we, we hopefully will keep something up uh, over the next while, which people can keep an eye out for. But yeah, a big thanks. And uh, I guess we'll, we'll, we'll talk soon. And that's all for this episode. As I said, a huge thanks uh, once again to Mark Finnegan for all the time he's put into these over the course of the season. Thank you for listening to this episode. Please do consider, consider sharing the episode around so that the, the achievements of all these players can be recognized as much as possible. That's all for now. Goodbye and have a good day.